This is the Closers Only Podcast, the show that helps you unleash your inner sales beast. Here's your host, co-founder of Instruct, Chaba Balog. Welcome everyone today on this episode of the Closers Only. Our special guest today is Ellie Twigger from Sales Love. Hi Ellie, how are you today? I'm good, how are you doing? All good, Uh, looking forward to this awesome conversation. Um, We connected on LinkedIn and this is going to be very relevant today uh, because we connected on LinkedIn with Ellie and we are going to be talking about social selling. Uh, Ali is, uh, I think, I look at you, Ali, as an, as an influencer in the SDR space. Oh, wow. I've never been called an influencer before. Really? I Thank think you, you are. Thank also, Tom, Tom, your peer is, Tom Boston is also, I think, a, an influencer. He, he has a lot of views on his posts, a lot of comments, a lot of likes. So I think you are. You certainly are uh, driving uh, the, the prospecting scene, especially in the Maya. You are one of those SDRs that I'm um, looking out and, and checking content. So let's talk about social selling today. Absolutely, I can't wait. I think I, first time I saw you popping up, it's been like half a year, maybe eight months ago mm-hmm. in my LinkedIn feed, tell me if I'm wrong, uh, that that was the time when you really started being active on, on uh, the platform. Yes, yeah, so I was previously at a company called Forrester and I would post on LinkedIn, uh-huh. I'd post videos, but it was very company focused. Mm-hmm. It was very kind of talking about the events talking about webinars that they were running um, and so on and when I came to sales loft obviously if people aren't aware sales loft is a sales engagement tool for sales reps and SDRs like myself to increase efficiency and I just I spent a long time thinking what do I want my brand to be what do I want to speak about on LinkedIn and I decided that I wanted to speak about being an SDR and the the other side to it in the sense that I know that there's a lot of SDRs out there who are very quite young they're graduates they've never done a a previous role or a sales role before I've been an SDR I've been a sales rep I'm now back to being an SDR so I have that experience Mm -hmm. so I just wanted to share my own perspective of things what I've developed over the years and how I stay positive what are some how, how am I successful Mm-hmm. And I, I try to show that vulnerability in the sense that I know how you're go, what you're going through. So when I did come to Sales Loft, I created a couple of posts and I shared them with my manager and he just said, you're trying to pitch Sales Loft. Take <laughs> a step back, create your voice, create your brand. And now I think I actually had to look back at all my posts in the last eight months. And I don't think I've, I don't think I have posted sales loft i speak about sales loft but i don't pitch about sales loft does that make sense i pitch about being an sdr yep and and what that means i think you are not even pitching you are just you are just revealing how it's yeah just just sharing the story and that's why i like your posts because they are stories like small Mm. chunks of different things different activities that you are doing on a daily basis right Mm. yeah just like a little insight into my life (laughs) yeah yeah and and people buy stories like they love stories like effective mm-hmm. copywriting not sure like uh i think if even if you haven't read copywriting you know copywriting because you practiced it a lot mm-hmm. uh, with your linkedin post but uh, i think there's a book called sell with a story 
mm. and uh, not sure about the author, but the, the entire narrative of the book is about people love TV shows, they love books, they love all these kind of different things because they share a story. And LinkedIn posts are amazing, especially the ones that you write, because it's a little inside of your life, of you, yes. what you do on a daily basis, right? It's And you are not shoving your product down in a prospect's throat. No. <laughs> you just you just really are talking about it, talking about your life and talking about being an SDR. And, and that resonates with a lot of people in, in, in inside sales. I think that's my aim is I receive messages from SDRs. They connect with me. I'd say the majority of my network are my peers who are SDRs. Mm -hmm. And they send me a connection message saying, thanks for sharing that. I learned a lot. I listened to this webinar that you've done. I've listened to you speak about this. That to me means more than somebody saying, hey, let's have a chat about Salesloft because mm -hmm. I know that I want to use my LinkedIn platform as a way to help people mm -hmm. and support them and when especially we were working from home I've been at the company nine months the whole time I've been at home I want people to know that even if they are an SDR even though you aren't getting that camaraderie of I don't know called calling together doing a power hour together sharing ideas there's other people out there who are going through the same thing mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's my intention of my my page yeah especially people now need more of that support as they are not with their peers with not with their managers um and and it's a very new experience mm. especially in inside sales i i personally was a remote sdr mm. so for me if i had to do this now uh, it wouldn't be that different but i know a lot of people who went to the office and they love doing this kind of team sessions together mm. it's it could be a really frustrating experience i think as well if you think about the the majority of sdrs in emea a lot of them are new graduates they've or they've just yeah. recently come out of university and they've been thriving for their previous couple of years living in a house with housemates they may still live in a house with housemates they may be wanting to go to university every day be in lectures so to go from that type of environment to then going into a job and being alone that must be quite daunting mm -hmm. and if you are just one SDR in a company and I know that I see a lot of companies who are now posting about their first SDR and they're coming to me saying can you mentor them because they feel very alone they mm -hmm. don't know who to learn from that that, that can be quite scary Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah totally I, I agree with that it's um even that the onboarding cannot be done on site <laughs> like, yeah you know. i know i did my onboarding <laughs> with america in my room <laughs> with colin really with colin wanted, right yeah i wanted <laughs> to go with with colin my, my our amazing sdr trainer i was hoping to go to the us i had my bags packed and then lockdown yeah. happened and they said yeah you've got to do it, it all from home we, yeah. we, i'm very fortunate to work for a company that prioritizes onboarding and training i have weekly training sessions i've learned a lot but it's that face-to-face -face interaction and being with people yes that, that's what i miss yeah 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 I, as i said i was a remote sdr but yeah. i went to wales to meet my manager exactly. to be onboarded <laughs> so 
uh, at least, oh, it was a week in being in Cardiff, never been to Cardiff before. So awesome, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I got to know one of my peers as well because he was also uh, mm. based in Cardiff and and then I had to come back and okay, I was ready oh, I'm, yeah. and I can now prospect. But I just try to imagine now if somebody starts a remote job as an SDR and do the entire onboarding process, learning, training, everything online, and you haven't worked before and you're just a new grad, uh, yes, that's a very, very different experience. Very, very different. Yeah, but actually we kind of got away from the, from the social selling part. Um, and what, you said a very interesting thing. So when you, from Forrester, you went to Sales Loft, um, you, that was the time you wanted to create your voice. Mm. Uh, what was the reason that you started thinking uh, that, that the time has come for you to start posting as opposed to your previous role at, at Forrester? Like it was because a lot of salespeople, so your target audience is on LinkedIn and you are selling to them or you just thought that it's time to be experimental? What was the reason? I think it was mainly because there were, I didn't see anyone on LinkedIn, especially here in EMEA, who mm-hmm. was actively posting and mm-hmm. sharing their perspective. And I think I just, I am experienced. So I just thought, I don't want anyone to kind of make the mistakes that I've been through before. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much focused on, if you look at a lot of my posts, it's all about staying positive. I talk a lot about mental health as well. So I just want to make, that's why I, I didn't see that anyone was really doing that who was an SDR themselves. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of trainers posting it. You see sales yeah. managers posting it, but nobody who was an actual SDR. Yeah. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to show my vulnerable side <laughs> and I'm going to start posting. It's actually quite funny. I was thinking about this before I jumped on and I thought, when do, when, how do I get my ideas? They're in <laughs> the most random times. I, when I think of a post, I, it's normally when I'm in the shower, <laughs> driving my car or when really? I'm cooking. Wow. And it's when I'm thinking about something completely different that an idea or a post will just pop into my head and I think well I really need to share that with everyone okay so I will just record it the actual um post on my phone and then I will schedule it for the next day or the Hmm. day after okay but if if I don't if I don't record it I forget it and then I sit there and I go what was that amazing idea I had damn it's gone (laughs) Uh uh-huh that really it's it it, it is like inspiration it's like mm. you know it's a you're the messenger. Because <laughs> I try not to post for the sake of it, if that makes sense. Because uh-huh. I think if I haven't got anything good to say, there's no point posting, you know, rubbish out there. Uh-huh. I want every single post to have a message behind it. And yeah. I try to just, or a learning piece to mm-hmm. it. That's mm-hmm. what I aim to do. Obviously, there's other posts in, on my page about when I talk about, I don't know, sales loft events and it's company focused. But when it's my post with my, with, which is my voice, I want there to be a message or a learning yeah. or a, a takeaway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's, it's pretty cool that you're doing this and you learn how to do this mm. because the company also enabled you and helped you to do this. So again, there are many people at sales of doing similar things, right? Um, just in EMEA 
Tom Boston, right? He, he, with these funny videos, <laughs> he certainly drove, drove attention to, to himself. Um, and at many companies, what LinkedIn is that, hey, link your CRM to your LinkedIn profile. So uh, the CRM is going to push the those company content and company posts out there on LinkedIn and you don't have to bother about posting. Yes. <laughs> well, I said, nope, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Uh, I really, what you said, I want to keep my own voice. I want, I don't want to piss off my network with my pitch, with uh, shoving down the product I sell down their throat, right? I don't want to do that. I want to speak about things that resonate with them. And when they resonate with me, then they are going to chant me anyways. And this is what a lot of companies get wrong. Hey, connect your CRM to your LinkedIn profile. First of all, it's my profile, it's not your profile, right? That, that's another story. Okay, I work for you, but I think that's not right because then it's just going to be pitch, pitch, pitch. And it's going to be company post, company post, company post. But you're still yeah, a person. Right. When it's when people post their company posts, you there's a when you're collected with the same people from the same company, it's repetitive. Yeah. And there's no if somebody's sharing a webinar, I don't know that they're running. What is why should I join it? What is mm -hmm. my specific challenge? I'm just thinking obviously from a prospect's point of view. Yeah. So I tend to not. I tend to try and steer away. I obviously include it, but I urge all SDRs that to think about posting your own stuff, not just yeah. the marketing team stuff, yeah. not just the company posts. Yeah. yeah. Because then you're going to probably connect with a lot more people and you're mm -hmm. probably going to be engaging with a lot more people. And it's the same thing that I always encourage people to not just post, but also engage on comments give your opinion, yep. give advice when you see, when you see posts. Mm -hmm. um, if somebody asks a question, drop your point of view in there yep. because you don't know who you're going to help. Yep. That's right. That's right. Actually, there was a post, I think it's been a very long time ago, but still I remember Jeremy Laville. Uh, you know, Jeremy? Yeah. So he posted that you have to earn the right to post about your own company mm. on LinkedIn, which is, I think, pretty true. So you cannot just post and market your services all the time. You need to be really kind of make yourself an authority, a credible source that, yeah, hey, I can now talk about a little bit, pitch a little bit about the product I sell, service I sell about my company because I shared so much value out there for free mm. that I can do it now. Mm. And I think as well, I think LinkedIn plays a huge part in that that prospecting piece. Mm -hmm. I know we spoke about it before we before we hopped on, but the whole idea that you social now needs to be a part of your of your process. Yep. You need to be integrating email, phone, social, whether it's messages as well as posting yourself for people to start seeing your name. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of it's I speak to a lot of prospects now and they say we want to include social more than anything in our cadences. Yeah. And that doesn't just mean dropping somebody a message. It means connecting with them, engaging with their content, sharing your own content. Yep. That is what social represents. Yep. That's right. So 
For example, I send a connection request to someone. Usually, recently, I don't send actually uh, a personalized note. I just add them, mm -hmm. and I see higher acceptance rate if I don't don't add a note. Tell me, mm. uh, like how how you feel or what your experiences with that. Recently, I'm I'm not really sending notes, and people still accept because my profile is customized and personalized to them. So I only add people that know what I do. Mm. Right? So for for me, if I'm looking to sell to them, if I want a meeting with them, if they're one of my prospects, I will write in the connection box, "Hey, I." I see you're focusing this, something very personalized to them. I then tell them very straightforward, send you a personalized video, mm -hmm. introducing myself and Salesloft. Okay. I'd love to connect. Mm -hmm. So then when we connect and the moment we connect, I pull up my phone and I record a 30, 40 second video, just introducing myself and Salesloft and what we do, they are more receptive to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Whereas sometimes I, my concern is that if I add them and then I am doing my job and trying to pitch to them and be yep. an SDR and try and book a meeting, it's going to be very cold. And they're thinking, why is this person sending me a video? However, mm -hmm. if I'm just connecting, when I connect with other SDRs, when I connect with people who I'm not looking to sell to, okay. I just want to be a part of their network. I just, I don't include the message hmm. okay. because I, Again, like you say, it's more that, okay, this is my page. This is what I'm about. Mm -hmm. And I've, I've started to notice this as well, where I don't, people don't write a connection request to me, but I still accept them. Yep. But then Reverse some engineer, send right? lovely. Connection. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but then some send absolutely lovely connection requests and they stick in my mind. And I always reply to those connection requests and say okay. thank you so much great to connect mm -hmm. so I'm kind of going back to them and because they put the effort in I try and make the effort back mm -hmm. I'm gonna actually look back if and I send you a connection up. request Ellie. <laughs> I'm not sure if yeah I have did. a look <laughs> yeah I, I need to take a look at I think that you said, I, I think you sent me I think you sent the connection request um I can't remember yeah. <laughs> I woke up one morning and I and I had 400 connection requests off the back of a post uh -huh. and I honestly sat there and I was like oh my gosh this is absolutely insane 400 <laughs> people want to connect with me uh -huh. and I remember seeing it going this is apt this is crazy but it's uh -huh. such a nice feeling that people see your posts again that whole sharing knowledge and stuff that they think okay I want to learn from you and I want to yeah. be a part of your network yeah 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 it, it it never happened to me so that's why i'm telling you that you are an influencer ali so <laughs> no, no 400 people never had oh, me in, in, one, in one morning right um i but, think that was the back of my it was it was my first big post at salesloft and it was the my name's ellie and i'm an sdr post and uh -huh. it was talking a lot about dealing with rejection uh -huh. and it kind of there was quite a con some controversy in the comments but I think you got about a thousand likes and unbelievably amount of comments but it was more that was my first big post to say look this is who I am this is what I'm going to be speaking about and talking a bit lot about how you deal with rejection how you stay positive in this role mm -hmm. and how to deal with people who may not be the nicest to you yep especially 
especially when you're cold calling. I don't know what it, I mean, in EMEA, I know that cold calling I've found isn't the most successful because people are so unreceptive to being called randomly out the day. Yep. I think if it's warmed up, it's better, certainly, in yes. some way. And, that, and, and when it's warmed up with the likes of LinkedIn, and yeah. I find that people as well are more themselves on LinkedIn rather than in email. They mm -hmm. think that they can ignore emails, but when you send a, I will send a connection request, I'll send a video, I'll then shoot over a voice note. I then will put some funny emojis in just to prove that you're a human. Yep. The whole thing is that humans buy from humans. We need to be human. So yeah. when I'm on LinkedIn, when I'm messaging someone, I just try to be a human. I try to be me. Yeah, that's right. For that reason, actually, gifts work perfectly for me. So if I don't hear... Oh, yeah, I love a GIF. Yeah, I don't hear from a prospect like like there's nothing. I just send a gift. It's first of all, it's I really need to select a good one. Like why? Like I'm waiting for a response. I'm sad that they are not responding. And it, it's astonishing that like I get so many responses back. And funny thing that Beck Holland uh, posted on LinkedIn last week. I saw that uh, it's a, it's a deadly sin of messaging to use gifts. Mm. Why? I even asked her on her post. I, I never received a response to that, but I just didn't understand why why she thinks it is because it is human. It is how you speak with your friends, right? Mm. A gift doesn't mean it has to be silly. A gift means it, it expresses emotions. Mm. And again, people buy from people. People don't necessarily buy value. Sometimes people buy things they don't even need. Yes. <laughs> we really want to over justify the value what we're selling but in many cases people just buy from you because you are a good salesperson mm. and it's hard to accept uh, in the sales industry this is what i see that really push the value thing yes value is important but you as a person is as important as that as your product and i think that's all about finding your voice and finding mm. who you are for a long time I tried to be this professional person and I tried to be super duper professional and I would only say the right things and I would hold back if I had questions. I was very professional and I'd that yeah. kind of, I'd been encouraged to be that person. I wore very bland colors and that's not me at all. I mean, you can probably guess I'm a bit of an extrovert. So mm -hmm. I ask questions, I get to know people, I like to build a relationship with them. I yeah. like to know wacky things. I like to get to know about what their hobbies are, what their interests are, because that's going to impact their challenges. That's going to impact what they care about. Mm -hmm. And I want the prospects that I'm potentially selling to, even though it may not be the right time now, I want them to remember, let's say the time is comes that they think, oh, we actually want to look at implementing a sales engagement tool. They think, oh, they're, the blonde girl that I don't know got to know me and we had chats and were sending gifts and emojis. I send lots of emojis in my emails. Um, yeah. I want them to say, okay, let's go and speak to her. And then have the, we already have that relationship where they can say, oh, now's the time to chat. Yeah. And that I'm constantly staying in touch with people on LinkedIn. I will share our content. I don't kind of think it needs to become with a massive message. I just say, I thought you'd be interested in this and send it over. Mm -hmm. webinar and stuff just to send it over directly to them yeah because it's all about building that 
long-lasting relationship I think when you're an SDR and people posting on LinkedIn they want that instant it's gonna they want that instant those instant messages and I've had people message me saying oh I'm gonna I'm gonna start posting on LinkedIn and I say okay well what's the reason I, I want some inbound meetings I mean I've I very rarely get inbound meetings <laughs> from LinkedIn posts uh -huh. that I think is the wrong thought process to have mm -hmm. because you're not thinking about the prospect you're thinking about or the contact you're thinking about mm -hmm. yourself it's very selfish yeah linkedin yeah. is a it's a long game it's yeah about, that's right it's, it's a networking tool it's about building your network yeah uh ooh, so many thoughts are just uh, <laughs> swirling in my mind um you barely get inbound meetings, first of all, like that's, let's, let's uh, dive into that. But you get meetings. Mm. How do those meetings happen? So 400 people added you after a post, uh, you post on a consistent basis. How do you drive these networking uh, activities into first meetings? Because I think, yeah, I need to get to social. You said it right. Uh, people also ask me like, we need to do multi-channel. Like, how do we do that? It's not a fast game. How do you really just ease into that meeting instead of just trying to push that? So I, I guess it's like you said, it's multi-channel. It's mm -hmm. talking to people on the phone, using the email, that's why whenever I'm very, I was talking to one of my friends about this recently. And whenever I cold call, I say, hi, this is Ellie Twigger from Salesloft. Think about how many other SDRs there are probably called Ellie. Mm -hmm. And if they are being exposed to my content, they're going to see Ellie Twigger. If they receive an email from me, they're going to see Ellie Twigger. They receive a LinkedIn message from me, they're going to see Ellie Twigger. Mm -hmm. If I send them a direct message, a direct mail, sorry, it will, I'll sign it Ellie Twigger because that is me that is that's what allows me to stand out so when we finally book the meeting whether I'll be honest the majority of my meetings come from video emails where okay. it's me sending them an email a message being like hey I thought I'd put a face to a name but I've linked it to their challenges and then I've delivered the value and then it's one thing that I do say at the start of all my discovery courses why did you accept the meeting today and the amount of times recently is they say, you are all over my LinkedIn. <laughs> I recently did, um, I started something called the SDRs of London challenge. No, no, mm. not, not the SDRs of London, it was the SDRs of LinkedIn challenge. I'm part of a group called the SDRs of London. So uh -huh. I'm one of the, um, the hosts and I started this challenge for the SDRs of LinkedIn. And I posted a video talking about my tips and tricks. I nominated three people, they nominated three people and it was all over LinkedIn. And the amount of people that I then spoke to, he said, you are all over my LinkedIn. And I said, that's a good thing, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. And they, and that's, that's my, that's the reason why I post. Yep. So they, they see me, they hear me. And then when we speak, they know, they know what they're to expect. Yeah. You're hard to ignore. Right? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> right? That you are in the inbox. You are you are you sent a video there is a voice note there is a an email there there is you are in the feed of their linkedin so you are hard to ignore and okay okay dude well ali knows what she's doing so let's take a meeting with her um 
you know, when I, I'm actually getting some inbound meetings recently, I think more than before. And though I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm like hyperactive on, on LinkedIn. This is another thing I think we should talk about because what I see as difficulty is posting on a consistent basis. Yeah. So most of the time I cannot get to more than two posts a week. And um, since uh, um, we are we are running Sell Instruct, you know, there are a lot of things apart from selling that we do. Um, again, like now, you know, full, I'm a full cycle sales rep, uh, closing clients, also managing employees, uh, legal operations, marketing, all, all sorts of things. Mm. And I'm just lacking with LinkedIn. And uh, it's sad because like I post and I booked a meeting yesterday, just totally inbound. Like I, I like they added me and like, hey, I want to speak with you because uh, you're based in Central Europe and you are, you know, this inside sales stuff. And it was it was good. And more and more meetings are coming like this. But how many meeting, how many meetings would come if I posted even more? That's <laughs> that's my my thought process. So how do you how do you do that? You are you are really. Uh, juggling with a lot of responsibilities you need to make your calls you need to send your emails but you still want to implement your um, LinkedIn daily or maybe every two days you you do the LinkedIn not sure how do you do that how do you stay stay consistent with that I I definitely don't post daily because Mm -hmm. I don't want to seem I don't want people to get bored of my posts Mm -hmm. but I try to post at least two to three times a week okay I, t- I like I say I have a folder in my phone of ideas that I could post about mm-hmm. but it intends to be that something has happened to me in the day and then I will go and post about it so the post that I am going to post about today is something that I thought about about 10 minutes before we hopped on this call mm-hmm. and I think well that I want to post that today um because I, I I want to avoid that oversharing and to be seen as being annoying and to be seen as, oh, it's her again. That's what I want to avoid. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you think it would happen? I mean, I'll be honest, there's people who I know and I see regularly posting and it's the same message all the time. It's the same ideas all the time. And even I sometimes think, well, okay, that's, again and again and again mm-hmm. I think maybe it's always about adding like a twist to it mm-hmm. and and that's why Tom Boston is so successful because if you think about his videos every single one of his videos is completely different that is his style funny is his style I'd say my style is that showing that vulnerability and showing the other side of how to be an SDR and the the, the struggles that come with it um I think when I see some people that it looks like they're pasting for the sake of it, I never want to get to that that point where mm-hmm. I think, oh my gosh, it's three o'clock. I haven't done a LinkedIn post, and then the quality isn't the great isn't as great that goes out. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to avoid. I mean, I've got at the moment ten ideas on my phone, and maybe next week, if I haven't posted in four days, I could potentially rely on one of those. But the whole idea of, especially as we're living in this new this new normal that everyone calls it and this pandemic world, things are changing every single day. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it needs to be very current to right now. Yeah. And that's why I don't always rely on those ideas because mm-hmm. they're Ellie from 
two weeks ago, last month, two months ago. Wow. Things have changed since then. Mm -hmm. It's crazy that things can change in two weeks, right? Oh, I'm, I, I was laughing actually, is that imagine I went in my car and there was about 10 masks scattered around me. I'm a bit of a messy, messy person, sorry. Um, but I thought if this was this time last year and I got in my car and there was 10 masks around me, I think I'd just come out of hospital or something. Yeah. But that's mm -hmm. normal now. And yeah. that's the whole thing is everything is, cons we live in a world where technology influences everything. Uh, products are constantly being updated. LinkedIn's constantly being updated. There's the new, there's a complete new structure to it. Yep. It's more, it's presenting itself more as a social platform yeah. rather than a networking platform. Yeah, especially with the stories. What do you yes. think about those? I haven't done one yet. Um, I don't know whether people would want to see what I'm doing every day. Mm -hmm. I'll be honest. I don't know if people would want to see, oh, Ellie's at her desk again and making some cold calls. <laughs> I think that would that would be awesome. Like I always thought about how cool would that be if I'm just dialing. Like there would be like three, four cold calls there, and not necessarily just the shiny ones. But mm. like, let's do some cold calls, like live cold calls. Oh, and, I love that idea. Right, because you get hung up on like, oh, hey, just like leave me alone. <laughs> all all the real things would be there. Because I saw some cold calls, but they were too staged, I think. Yes. We know that not all cold calls are going to result in connects and not all connects are going to result in booked meetings. So I want to see the real thing, like how you handle, how you handle it. Hey, like, sorry, not interested, you know, like, and, and you try to handle that objection, but mm. still, you know, nothing happens. And well, guys, that's it. You know, let's go mm. on to the next one. That's that's a real thing. That's real. And and if if I have to create my own kind of brand, you know, I want to be real, and I don't want to yes. position myself. So I train as the R's. I always think about myself as an SDR, and I always think about myself that there is a lot to learn for me, and I'm not an expert because there are some people out there that they say that they are experts and they are the best at selling. Wait, oh, give me a break. Uh, really, just this thing is constantly evolving and changing, especially now. Mm. Uh, okay, I, I share my knowledge with people that, are, uh, that don't know as much about the topic as I am, but I still am an SDR at heart. And I own that I don't know any, everything about this. Think about the the challenger sale. That was all. Yep. That was generated off the back of two thousand and eight and the mm -hmm. the e economic crash that happened at the time, yep. and how the salesperson had to adapt because of that crash. I mean, what twelve years later, and I believe that we're going to see a new challenger sale. Mm -hmm. I think the whole idea of being human is going to be a key part of that because a lot of people live by that challenger sale book but i think we've developed further yeah and from this is going to arise a brand new salesperson yeah. who is vocal on linkedin who yeah. is human who is gets to know the person gets to know the prospect gets to know the company gets to know what exactly what they care about mm -hmm. well I, I have an idea to write a book on that <laughs> Do it. Yeah, you should do it. 
Yeah, you 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 can you can write a chapter in that. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I I love writing. Yeah, we just need to get to you know to to really that time of of like writing a book is like such a massive amount of time. Mm-hmm. But I really want to write about this because even back at Instana we were doing things humanizing the entire sales process, and I wasn't selling to salespeople. I was selling to tech people. Mm. They are tough. They are really, oh, really I know. tough. I've I've sold to tech people before <laughs> and IT people and wow, yeah, it, it's, and they it's despise hard. they despise salespeople, right? So <laughs> you you really need to be as human as you can yourself as much as you can. I think it's funny when people change their title so they mm-hmm. don't sound like a salesperson. Mm-hmm. And you can just see straight through it and you're like, you're a salesperson. Can you give an example? You're probably more of a salesperson. Well, when people call themselves consultants Mm -hmm. and you just say, you're not a consultant, you're just trying to sell. Okay. Just be upfront and say, look, I'm a salesperson. I'm trying to sell you something. Or evangelist, I think, is the other one. Yes. Or uh, (laughs) innovator, all these terms. I'm, I'm, I'm very upfront even when I cold call people and I say, look, this is a cold call. Would you like to carry on? Mm-hmm. because i don't yeah. i don't want to lure people into this whole yeah. this whole you know facade of oh i'm gonna i'm helping you if i'm just gonna sell to you i'm i'm, I'm gonna be honest so look this is a cold call but would you like to have the time to talk mm-hmm. i'm not necessarily trying to sell to you now but maybe we can talk yeah. about best practices maybe i can share some ideas with you that's what yeah. i'm asking for yeah you know a lot of times it's I'm not even sure if I understand the question. Is this is it a cold call? Well, if you don't know me, it is. Yes. <laughs> but like, I think so. It's a kind of a, a stupid question we can say. But when they ask, like, is it a sales call? Because I was asked if it's if it's a sales call. Well, I don't know if it's a sales call because I don't know if I if I want to sell you anything. Exactly. I, want, I want to have a conversation with you. Oh, I want to understand if yeah. it should be a sales call yeah, yeah, or right. if it should be a best practice call or if it should be a sharing ideas call. Yeah. That's what I want to do. But it is a cold call because we don't know each other. We <laughs> yeah. never, never, we've never spoken before yeah. on the phone. You've probably received many emails and many videos and LinkedIn messages from me. Yeah. But, and I think as well, people kind of freeze when they finally get someone on the phone, they freeze and they're like, no, 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 this isn't a cold call. And I think, <laughs> well, what is that? <laughs> well, what is it then? Uh, what what is the call? And uh, I think I think honesty is the best policy. And it's the same thing with gate gate gatekeepers. When people say, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah," they're expecting this call. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> you completely just ruined all your credibility when you try to call again. Burn bridges with the with the gatekeeper. I mean, your gate, gate. I mean, gatekeepers are that your biggest friend, especially yeah. when you're targeting um, enterprise. I always recommend that you connect with um, gatekeepers, executive assistants, PAs on LinkedIn. Yeah, because I, they I, I, send gifts to them. Yeah, yeah. I had they're a story. in charge of their calendar. Uh, I was selling to CHROs, so like the chief HR officers, and and I called the gatekeeper and like, yeah, yeah, they are expecting my call. And um, okay, okay, but uh, she's she's not in in the office. Uh, call back in two hours. All right, I'm calling back in two hours. So I call back. Yeah, yeah. Can you please put me through? She has absolutely no idea who you are. <laughs> this is what the gatekeeper said. You know, so like, yeah, I tried to trick her, uh, the gatekeeper, into connecting me because I know the CHRO, but 
well, tough luck, you know, I lied and um, I learned my lesson. Mm. I always say to gatekeepers, I really want to speak to them. Can you tell me how, what should I do? I've sent an email. I've connected them on LinkedIn. What do you think I should do? You know them. Tell me Mm -hmm. what I should do. Create that personal relationship with them. Create that human touch and just say, look, I'm up. You know, I'm trying to do my job. What should I do? And I think that that is the best way. Again, Mm -hmm. showing that vulnerability side. Mm -hmm. I think people, I don't think they take pity, but they just say, look, this is my advice. Mm -hmm. Probably to get you off the phone, but. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a very good tip. Also, another tip, Ali. So what do you suggest to people get started with this entire social journey? Because it's a long game. It, I think mm. that's why it could be very intimidating in the beginning. Because, oh, oh I, people are going to see my thoughts. And, oh, I, maybe I, I, I will suck. I don't know how it's going to be. So what would you suggest people to, to just get going and, and don't overthink it? Because overthinking, I think, is this mm. big, big stopper, a blocker, right? Mm. I, I think it's mainly is finding what do you want to for people to learn from your posts mm-hmm. and what do you want your voice to be? Decide that and then just start connecting with people who would who are your target audience of these posts. Connect with them, see what other people are posting about. But the main thing and the main takeaway I think people should learn is don't expect results instantly. Don't focus on the likes. Don't focus on the comments. Focus on the post. Focus on the, the out, that outcome mm-hmm. of, okay, you're posting. Yeah. And then we can decide on, I never look at likes. I never look at, I read all the comments. I think comments, I prefer reading the comments and obviously looking at the likes, but when I started out, I was averaging about 10 likes on a post. Mm-hmm. And now yeah. as you build your network, as you get to know people, they're going to start interacting a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. Now you have too many likes to come. <laughs> yeah, <no>, I wouldn't <laughs> say that, but I think it's more that I think people can very easily get obsessed with likes and comments Yes, and think yes. that because the post hasn't had more than I don't know 50 likes it's not successful Mm -hmm. I completely disagree with that because you may have 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 helped someone you may have influenced someone without even realizing links and likes and comments are just numbers they're they don't mean anything it's not tangible Mm -hmm. having someone message you and say you've really helped me that's tangible Mm -hmm. that's something that you can say okay I've 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 been successful. Yeah. Or a meeting request is tangible, right? Or meeting. Yeah. And wanting to, I have people who schedule time with me because they want to learn from me. Mm-hmm. And we'll have a 30 minute call about how I prospect, how yeah. I send videos. That means more to me than, I don't know, a hundred people liking my post. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, someone even sent a LinkedIn re- request to me, just basically saying, you made me smile. And that that was just that was a lovely, lovely mm-hmm. message, to, mm-hmm. especially with what living in this 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 environment. Yeah. My priority is to make people smile. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. I think these are very good closing thoughts on the closers yeah. only today. <laughs> Thanks, Ali. Really, I think it was a it was a blast. 
Uh, I think Thank you so much very, for having me on. Really, really good uh, insights, knowledge, wisdom that you shared with us. I think the audience is also going to be taking insightful actions after this, hopefully, and more people are going to social sell based on your tips. I hope so. I hope so. And I encourage people if they want to connect with me, they can do. Um, feel free to reach out. Yeah. And I can tell people that Ellie's going to respond. Yes, I will do. <laughs> Thank you very much, Ellie. Today. Thank you. For more tips and tips on sales development, check out salesinstruct.com or reach out to us on LinkedIn. We're happy to connect. Stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you.